Getting your taint pierced, is that a thing? And we're back with another episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Amanda. And this week we're going to be calling this episode, unfortunately, we still have to talk about yay a little bit. Oh no. Yeah, that's the name, that's the name of this week's episode. Uh, because I, so I'm not a full-time podcast host. I wish that I was. And if, if, you know, tell your friends and family, get more people listening, and maybe one day, one day I will be. And that would be good because I would have more time. <laughs> and that would be good. Yeah. And I would have more time to create a podcast. Uh, this week's been pretty busy for me. And there have been a lot of things that happened with Kanye or Ye and Alex and Nick Fuentes, which were the people we were talking about last week. I had planned on setting this w- week to go back and finish Alex losing a billion dollars in court. But aside from the fact that I didn't have very much time, also there were my I couldn't stop thinking about what was happening with Alex and Ye and Nick this week. And I really felt like I would be doing a disservice to the audience if I didn't fill everybody in on the repercussions. <laughs> yeah, basically the fallout from that show. From last week, yeah. yeah. Last week was a big, long episode that we did an hour I worked really hard on. And I just didn't, I couldn't do it this week. But what I could do is really fill in what happened because a lot of things changed after that interview last week. So I thought maybe we could go over that. So that means this is kind of going to be a continuation from last week. So you really should listen to the first episode about Yay before you listen to this one. Because otherwise it's going to be pretty confusing. <laughs> well, yeah. You're going to need to know what happened. But there was a lot of things... So this interview went a lot of different directions, okay? Obviously, the mainstream media said, yay, said he loved Hitler. They covered it wrong, just like I said they would in the show. I I knew that was going to happen, so right, I'm not where, although he did it. say those things. He did say those things, but that wasn't really the story. Yeah. The story is more that he's being used by this Nick Fuentes guy to subversively move the Overton window and allow us to talk about further extreme right ideas. And I'll I'll we'll go into that a little bit in a minute. But also what happened was Alex looked like an idiot and had to go and try to reclaim his reputation. Yeah. And also Nick got a lot of criticism, but also a lot of praise. And he had to handle that in his own way. So I'm going to go over all of that. (laughs) So the first thing I can think to say that happened is that like Alex went on the show later and was basically said, all right, well, we had 50 million people watching this live while it was happening this is later the same day or the next day and he says i uh since we host our own website uh the the traffic was expensive it was hundreds of thousands of dollars it cost me Mm. and so i gotta go take care of this and he leaves in the middle of the broadcast so they're doing Infowars with alex jones alex is talking about this interview with yay and how you know oh yeah i was gonna get so many eyes on us it's so great But then also, uh, I'm going to go broke. Right. So he went, he left the show, never came back. And then the next morning had filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, I got a little, yeah, I got a little notice on my phone. Yeah. said, Alex Jones files for bankruptcy. Yeah, that was why. That is crazy. It's because he brought Kanye onto his show. And I am still shocked. Like there were 50 million. Yeah. Viewers. That's how many people were watching it Watching the live stream. Mm -hmm. Wow. I know. I know. 
Wow. And because he's kicked off, because he's gotten himself canceled from every single social media, he has to pay to host this. Yeah, because he can't, he can't post it on like YouTube or Twitch or whatever. Which means he lost hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah, so doing he that had interview. to pay his own hosting mm-hmm. to the bandwidth or whatever. Now, here's my question. Do you think Ye's going to help him out of this jam with some money? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> no. Yeah. So... That's pretty ironic and funny. Uh, it, the the person who ended up actually bankrupting Alex, because we talked about this in our in our other episodes, is that Alex's company had filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, Free Speech Systems is bankrupt, but Alex isn't Free Speech Systems. Alex is a a citizen, right? And now he is also bankrupt, right? Because Kanye broke his internet. Yeah. Well, Kanye stole his show and then broke his internet. Yes. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I can't think of anyone more deserving. (laughs) Yeah, I know. To have those things happen to. I know. (laughs) And the irony, the irony's delicious. I can taste how ironic it is, and it tastes good. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like in, if it was like almost anybody else, I would have a shred of, yeah, sympathy. But it's Alex. But knowing who he is, Uh it's like. mm, Good. Good. Yeah, I know. And I think that makes the story pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty great. And so that's the first thing that happened. The second thing that happened this week was like a few days into this week, they did a final ruling. They The lawyers, I'd heard a little bit of talk about this, but they're essentially the question was, if Alex doesn't have any money, what happens to that billion and a half dollars that he owes? Right. And bankruptcy will not affect it. And the judge ruled on that officially. They had been talking about it from the way the lawyers had been talking about it. I knew that that was probably going to be the case, but I didn't want to say anything because I didn't know for sure. So his personal bankruptcy filing after this Kanye incident will not will not change the fact that he still owes a billion and a half dollars. Yeah, okay. correct. And that's official. I didn't. I hadn't said anything about it before because I didn't know for sure. Right. But that came down this last week. The judge ruled and. He, the the bankruptcy can't negate from how much he owes Mm -hmm. in the Sandy Hook case. So he is fucked Mm. and it's official. So I feel good or happy that I got to announce that like this officially is, is the case because there was some questions as to whether or not he could finagle his way out of this. So all he has left is appeals. That's the last chance he has. Mm. And if you paid attention to the trial, you know, his appeals are not going to work because his lawyers are shit and he's shit. And yeah, his case is and garbage. he can't keep his mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And he's he's talked shit even since then on his show. Well, so is this going to be like the end of Alex Jones? I don't know. I don't know. I think it might be. Maybe a little bit at least. Like It might be the end of him being in charge of InfoWars. I have this theory that maybe InfoWars will spin off. Like he'll have to spin InfoWars off as a separate company that he no longer is the complete controller of. He might have to sell out. Basically. Like... Have somebody, some crazy rich extreme person like I don't know, yay, yeah, buy Infowars exactly, or somebody like Mike Lindell, mm. yeah. That that's I don't know that. That's just my yeah. Personal we're just thinking. speculating. I'm just speculating. I don't know well, that, I but that's what my brain tells me. If what if Kanye did buy Infowars? Well, he would have to get his two million unfrozen or two billion unfrozen to be able to do that. He's still currently got two billion dollars that are frozen. Yeah, but he still has cash on hand. Uh, theoretically, he doesn't have the big. No, he funds, can't. He can't get but, to his his billions. But he's still got money. Yeah, he does, and and he can he can always get it. And I'm sure there are other crazy right wing people who have money that would yeah loan yay money yeah 
just to just to say they did and to and to have him buy it yeah that would be crazy i know i know i don't know that's like we're just yeah we're I'm not saying that's gonna happen balling here but, but yeah i mean there is the possibility of something like that happening of alex having to separate himself from the company in order for Infowars to mm-hmm. be able to continue to be a thing right but i don't know that for sure i mean he's a slimy fuck who knows what he'll do that's true i mean i, I there's no telling I know that he's got a while to, uh, and he's going to milk his audience for money for a while to say, the, the, you guys need to pay so that I can get out of these. Yeah, because you got to watch this sh- this episode mm-hmm. w- for free. Yes. The note, it wasn't pay-per-view, mm-hmm. which was really stupid on his part. That was real dumb. <laughs> it was real dumb. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, I would be hitting up my audience, too. I, well, I think... He really did want the attention. He really did want to try to soften to 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 soften Ye's anti-Semitism and to make it palatable so that he could team up with Ye and he could sell things. Yeah, he knew. Obviously, he knew that that Ye was going to bring the audience. Yes, because people. I mean, people love a train wreck. Oh yeah, and Kanye West is a train wreck of, and a, right of now, a person. He's bringing audiences. So, and, mm-hmm. so the first thing we had is Tim Pool. Who thought maybe I can sanitize Ye's message and team up with him and make money? And Ye walks out and twenty minutes into the interview just leaves Tim Pool show. Yeah. Then Alex tries to do it, and it's a three-hour train wreck that we went over, and Alex gets absolutely run over. Yes. So that's the next thing that I was going to go over is Gavin McGinnis gave this same thing a shot. If you're not familiar, Gavin McGinnis, big douchebag, right-wing asshole. He created Vice, but then left. Vice, if you know Vice mm-hmm. news, he was one of the creators of that. But then he left and turned into a right wing fuck. Yeah, and okay. mm-hmm. he's horrible. And he has a show called Free Speech. It's a podcast called Free Speech. What a great name, by Gross. the way. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, how could you be any? That's so. Yeah. It's so boring. Yeah. So Gavin decides I'm gonna give sanitizing Yay a shot. I know Tim Pool couldn't do it, and I know Alex couldn't do it. I think I can do it. How do you think that went? I'm going to say it probably didn't went. Yeah, it, he didn't He didn't sanitize his message at all. He did very bad. Oh, so he did he even try? He tried. Oh, oh he okay. tried. Okay. And it went bad. It went bad. So, Like in the style of Tim Pool or like in the style of Alex Jones? In the style of Alex Jones. So he, was, he stayed on the show. He didn't walk out. Actually, he was there for five hours. Ugh, that's so, like... Yeah, they didn't end up. They didn't <laughs> no, end up showing the whole five hours. Oh, okay. But he was there for five hours talking to Gavin. Okay. And Nick was there as well. So Nick Fuentes well, yeah, is still that's his a handler. Yeah, it's still a thing. So he goes on Gavin's show, and Gavin at the beginning calls the series "Saving Yay." So the whole thing is like I'm going to 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 re, to return him redeem to redeem him. Yes. And so he's like, I'm going to try to do this. And he said before the, he started the show that he'd had a couple of Bloody Marys. And you can tell he seems a little drunk, which. Who? Which? Gavin. Oh, okay. So on his own show, decided to be a little drunk. Do you think that's because he thought he couldn't handle it? Sober? I think because he's an alcoholic. Oh, okay. It's a big part of I mean, his last name is McGinnis, I think. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Good point. Touche. He, he's, he's, he's an alky. So. Uh. What I'm saying is that, like, he he is going in this, but he's a lot more relaxed than either Alex or Tim, mm-hmm. which is one thing that I noticed about the way that Gavin approached this. He was kind of smart to be a little bit fucked up because that way he wasn't nervous. Right. And I think Ye did have some respect 
for the fact that Guinness McGinnis didn't seem to really be that starstruck, mm-hmm. and that helped him uh, get Ye loosened up quick. Okay. So it wasn't as much direct tension like there was with Alex, where Ye right, kind of went after just, him right away. I mean, away. it was palpable. Yeah, like- that didn't exactly happen. <laughs> what more happened was that Ye did the same thing of being like, I see what you're saying, and I'm saying I love Nazis. Like, you're mm-hmm. trying to say, I should say it's atheist, or that I should say it's this global elite. And I understand that you think me and you could team up and sanitize this and make a lot of money. I have no interest in that whatsoever. Yeah. I don't like Jews. That's the that's Kanye's angle. Yeah. And he stayed that way through he the stuck whole the, He stuck thing. it all mm-hmm. the way through. So at the end, Gavin is now on his own podcast talking to himself about how he just did a bad job at sanitizing Ye, and it didn't work at all. Hmm. So he does have some awareness. That's good. No, he he was completely aware of what yeah. happened. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to try to do this. And then after it happened, he was like, I don't know why I thought I could do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might have been that I drank too much. That's the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yeah. And he was like, but I had to try, right? Yeah. And of all the right-wing shitheads that have approached Alex, he is the one that had the most awareness of what he was doing. He was open right. about it. Was like, um was Ye wearing his yes. mask? Yeah, that again? yeah, he's wearing the mask again. So I didn't get clips from that because it's just the same shit. Right. There's no there's nothing really new. I was just curious if there was a different look. No, no, he no. still he looked exactly the same and who knows if he slept or ate since Alex's interview, who knows. What's with the mask? Well, they actually have a conversation about that. And we will get to that right now. <laughs> so <laughs> the third person involved in this is, uh, it's going to take a little preface for me to get there, but we will get there oh, with the okay, mask. Sure, yeah. The third person we were talking about is Nick Fuentes. He's the handler guy. So he did a Twitter spaces this last week. What's Twitter spaces? Twitter spaces is where you do like, it's like, um, so like a Twitch. Google Hangout? Yeah, or a Google Hangout. It's where okay. the guy's there live, people can talk to him, he's answering questions. Is it video? Yes, it's okay. video, but it's yeah. on Twitter. I so see. your Twitter followers can ask you questions while you're live streaming video. That's what a Twitter okay, space so is. Okay, so you can do, it's like the same thing on all other, Yeah, all the social media They platforms. all do that. Yeah, go he, live. Nick does, does one on Twitter. Okay. And On Nick, his own account. Yes, on, on, on Nick's Twitter I account. I thought he was banned from Twitter. Did Elon let him back on? I don't think I don't think Nick is banned from Twitter. Oh, so it was just Kanye who was banned. Actually, you know, no, Kanye was not banned because they were using his Twitter to not, tweet. But he is now. Um, I I really don't know. Maybe he used a different Twitter. I know it was the Twitter Spaces with the video that hmm. I saw. Okay, I didn't actually see it on Twitter though. I saw it on another website. Interesting. So, but it said Twitter Spaces. I don't know. Maybe he used another one. Maybe he used somebody else's account. But he was there, and he was talking about everything that happened, and he was describing their their philosophy. Kanye kind of tried to say this. He said, we're like the SWAT team. He told Alex, you're Terminator 1, we're Terminator 10. I am the battering ram, and these guys clean it up. Right? That was That was Kanye's saying, like, what we're doing. That's part of the reason he wears the mask. He feels like the mask is heroic and that his job is to bust down the doors of what acceptable speech of like censorship. Yes. Okay. And so what they talk about a lot is a thing called the Overton window. Mm-hmm. And the Overton window is a theory that there is a, a broad spectrum of speech that goes from far left to far right. And at any given time, there's only a small window 
that's acceptable political speech at any given time. You can't go right. too far to the left, too far to the right. It's a solid locked-in window. And the theory the about... The window itself moves. Is the theory is that you can move the Overton window further to the right, and then further right ideals are accepted, and less left ideas are accepted. But you can't get rid of it. Mm. And then you could move the, the Overton window to the left, and less uh, strong right ideas would be accepted, and more extreme left it ideas would be sense. accepted. It makes sense. It's very sociological. Yes. And the idea is that the, the window exists... And it moves back and forth from left to right throughout political time. But it's there. You can't go outside of it. And if you do, you will be rebuffed and not have political success. Yeah, you're too extreme. Yeah, it's not that you can't. It's just that you won't have political success. Right. And yeah, you're too extreme. You're not cut out for mainstream consumption at that point in time. So Nick is very smart. And Nick understands the Overton window. And Nick also understands that you can't break the Overton window, but you can move the Overton window. Mm -hmm. And so his theory, what he's doing with Ye, and he articulates this very well, is that Ye will say the most extreme thing, pushing the window a little bit over to the right. Now, he's still going to be deemed as unacceptable. Mm -hmm. He's still outside the window. But what he did is move it over a little bit so some of those right-wing people can say, a little bit more extreme things than they said before, and yeah. it'll be accepted, and they can say, I'm not yay, Yeah. so this is now acceptable. You know, since that interview on um, Alex's show, I personally have seen more extremist rhetoric and talk online on facebook about yeah really? about like maybe Hitler wasn't so bad, exactly. And these are like things that I'd didn't really see exactly <laughs> beforehand and so now you can use yay the superhero quote-unquote battering ram mm-hmm. as i'm not that guy yeah i'm saying things that are a little bit more right-wing than what right. you're used to but remember we've moved the overton window with yay right and so now what i am saying is acceptable right and then well in socio in sociological terms like repetition is how acceptance happens Mm -hmm. let's dumb it down really simple Mm -hmm. um so conversations that keep happening like the one i saw yeah like if those continue which it seems like they probably will they will then that type of language becomes accepted yeah in a much broader bigger social exactly and and we and the the metaphor or the, the the word we use for that event is called a moving of the overton window that's a way of describing that happening interesting and this is what they did and the thing is nick knows that's what they did that's what nick was planned he he explains what we're doing is we're blowing the door open Mm -hmm. over and we're going too far so that you can use us to say to push more extreme right-wing ideas kanye said it yeah yeah and i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not saying the same horrible shit kanye is saying right but it is further right wing than what you're used to Mm -hmm. and they've done that they knew that they were doing that and it's working you know it's too bad that the lefties won't try to do the same thing going in the other direction we have i've thought about this we have and to some extent it doesn't work because they have very good messaging about the left doing that. They have really good messaging about they're trying to make gay and transgendered people acceptable. Mm-hmm. And that's what the left is trying to do. We are trying to make gay and transgendered people accepted and treated equally 
in society. Mm -hmm. As a lefty, that's my goal. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. And they know that that's what I want. And they have really good messaging to their base that they need to resist that. And part of why I wanted to make this episode is we need messaging to our base, to the lefties. That's what they're doing. See, they, they seem to know when we do it. And fight actively against it. And they protest the drag shows. That's why they protest drag shows. That's why they shot up that power station center to stop a drag show in North Carolina. Mm. That's why this happens. Because they are constantly telling their base, look at how the lefties are moving the Overton window on you. Now, they're not smart enough to say that's what they're doing. That that's what they're doing. But they they do constantly point it out. And they play on your fears and your racism to, to do that. We never do that. We do not alert our base of them when they do it right we just sit there and go oh my goodness that's so offensive right ew yes and you have smart people smart lefties who are educated they're like what they're doing is moving the overton window by saying bombastic things but see we think of them as dull and dry and boring and we don't listen to those people because they're they're professors they're Mm -hmm. the they're the the liberal professor woke media that we don't even want to listen to even lefties don't want to listen to them they have people like Tucker Carlson and Alex Jones and Nick Fuentes whose job it is to constantly tell their base, look at the left trying to move the Overton window, stop them from doing it. Hmm. And we don't have that. I've thought a lot about this, and we need it. Hmm. I think we need it. I think we need more awareness that this is happening. And I think it's fucked up that people don't talk about it. It's a little bit complicated, but not really. We need it like that guy in the going back to the, the Trump religion where he's... Like Paul Revere. Yeah. The leftists are coming, yeah. but we need it for like the crazy Republicans are yes. coming. Do you realize that <laughs> that the, the, the Nazis are very quickly and smartly manipulating political I you say the Nazis are coming. The Nazis yeah. are coming. And they're and they're they're currently manipulating the political landscape in a way that is enabling more and more extreme right wing views to be considered acceptable. And yeah. it's working. It's wild. It is really wild to think that yes. our, our our country went to war mm-hmm. in World War II to take down and end some fascism. Yes. And now, it's and now we're here. On our own soil. And and Nick said this on his show. This is what they we did. We It was great success. I was successful in accomplishing this goal. Mm. Alex goes on a show called Louder with Crowder, which is a terrible name, with Steven Crowder, who's another right-wing shithead, mm-hmm. uh, that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. But there he is. Steven Crowder, he sucks. <laughs> There's another one. Um, Alex goes on there. And Alex basically tries to say, I got set up. This was a publicity stunt. They were oh. trying to do publicity stunt, and I got used. That, that's Alex's angle. Oh, so he's the victim. He's the victim, mm. completely. Mm-hmm. That's So Alex's take is, I got taken advantage of by Nick and Ye. They're so much smart. They're so smart, and they fucked me. Well, I mean, they did, but he also, you can't tell me he wasn't trying to. Right. To profit off exactly, of. and so Nick's response in that Twitter spaces was to say, "Alex, you're are you really the conspiracy theory? 9-11 didn't happen. Sandy Hook denial guy is going to tell me you didn't want the publicity of Yay making a big. Come on, you knew exactly what you were getting. You got what you wanted. We got what we wanted. It worked. The mm-hmm. whole thing was amazing. And you're an idiot and a baby if you think that not. Right. So Nick basically told Alex to fuck off. Oh, interesting. Hmm. How did how did he take that? Um, Alex uh, has basically said that he thinks Nick's a good guy, but that he didn't realize he was a Nazi, which is complete bullshit. Alex has had Nick on Infowars a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and 
he knew he was a fucking Nazi. <laughs> He just would. He just. He just could control him before, yeah. and he basically Nick brought Ye in, and Alex was unable to control him. Right. So that's kind of like a lot of the majority of what happened with this back and forth. So there's a lot of tension going on now. But I need to go over more of what Nick said because Nick said some other things that were very pertinent. Okay. This is getting to your question about the mask. So earlier, well, you kind of hinted it that it was like a superhero thing, right? Because he's the battering ram, right? He's uh-huh. the, and so he's covered his face to show, like, I, I understand that this speech is outside of the Overton window and is going to stay outside of it, and that I'm going to be lambasted for this, but I can take it. Now, what happened is that Nick made a metaphor on his show that he said he was talking to Ye about it, and they were saying he's less a superhero and more like the Joker. Specifically, the Joker in the film *The Dark Knight*. In that movie, the the way that the Joker comes into play is that all the criminals in Gotham have a problem. Batman, he's stopping their 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 things. They have a problem. It's the Batman. We got to stop Batman. None of us can do it. We need to bring in the Joker. They bring in the Joker, and they don't understand the Joker. He's too crazy. The Joker is pure chaos. Mm. One of the first things he does is steal, uh, you know, billions of dollars and burn all of it. Yeah. And the rest of the criminals are like, what the fuck? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> and later on in the film, Alfred says to Bruce Wayne, like, here's the thing. They brought in something they didn't understand. Uh. Some men just want to see the world burn. That's the line from the movie. Uh-huh. And that is yay. Yay is that. So in this metaphor, the criminals are like Marjorie Taylor Greene. They're like Richard Spencer. They're like all your right wing people, Alex Jones, who are trying to make money and power mm. and they're interested in the money and power game right. and they have a problem and that problem is they need more money and more power and eyes on them yeah and the stupid liberals are getting in their way are getting in their way <laughs> so they bring in yay as the joker to come in and solve their problem and yeah. get eyes on him the thing is he does do that but he also burns everything to the ground because he's pure chaos yeah and they don't understand him right it's a pretty good metaphor it's actually dead on and it's kind of scary that he made that good of a metaphor because everything about it makes sense. Mm. And so I've certainly gotten to the point where I realized that Nick is an even bigger threat than I said. I know it seems like I'm giving him praise, and I almost kind of am. He is very scary. He is very, very smart. These are all things he explained openly on his show. It's very ballsy on I his know. part. I know. He, he, this is exactly what we're doing. And these dum-dums will fall for it every time, even though I'm saying that that's what we're doing. Huh. And the other thing he said is that people have been coming at him and saying, okay, well, you know, you brought a bunch of negative attention and, like, you should have went on there and just said that it was bad bankers and bad businesses and atheists that were the problem, and that message would have gotten through. And his argument is, like, that would have been dumb. That's the same bullshit message that Alex Jones has been saying for 28 years and it doesn't work. What works is yelling I love Hitler. And it worked. It did. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are idiots if you think yelling I love Hitler isn't the right move. Hmm. Yeah. That's his position. And it's Very not even strategic. The, yeah. Yeah. And, and he's not coming at it from none of this is emotional with him. Yeah. And this guy's like. He's 23 years old. He's got Kanye in his pocket. And he has Kanye in his pocket. Yeah. And he is doing all this knowing exactly what he's doing and telling the audience what he's doing and it's working hmm. yeah so he's so terrifying and he's so this is why i wanted to talk about this hmm. because i think p- 
people need to understand what's happening here. He he laid it all out. It's working like a charm. There's something we could do about it, but we first have to know. Mm-hmm. And I understand people don't want to hear this shithead talk. But if you don't listen to him, you'll never understand what he's doing. And if you don't right. understand what he's doing, how can you stop it? Right. So I know I got a little preachy. This was my soapbox episode, but <laughs> all this shit happened and it's been weighing on me all week. Like I, I, I couldn't go on to talk about Alex Jones without addressing this. Right. So basically, don't ignore Nick Fuentes no. and his fucked up thumbs. Yeah, don't. No. He and those thumbs are are dangerous. Are a threat. Yeah. And he's so. And what they're doing is working, and it's working because we aren't talking about what they're doing. We're just yeah, letting well, them do it. I mean, because it. it's so easy to just be like, that's dumb, and then dismiss it. Exactly. That's what we did with Trump. And, and that's then how four he, years later, you're like, why is Donald Trump my president? Exactly. <laughs> and Donald Trump smashed on that Overton window for four years and managed to move it more to the right. He definitely And did. Gay is coming in and bashing up against it and moving it even more. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is this is a fucking problem. And I understand that we're doing a good job of saying we need gay, trans, racial acceptance for everybody in the in the alphabet but it's not working well yeah because if the window keeps moving then pretty soon it's just going to be acceptable like actually acceptable for just hate speech it already is well well i mean yes to a degree yeah but i mean like really acceptable i know it's crazy. I mean, we have this thing with Brittany Griner where it's come out like lots of people are pretty racist, apparently, because they... And sexist. And sexist because and they're... bigoted. They, they think we should have just left her, mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy. Yes. Um, I, I, don't know wh- I don't know when it became acceptable to argue that we should just leave Americans to rot in countries that are fucking horrible. That Terrible. We, that we are at, in a cold war, quote unquote, with for 30 years. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, this is what I mean, and the reason that they're that, that it's working is because they do a very good job of being aware. The of irony it. is that the same people who are criticizing us bringing her home are the people who, in the same breath, are like, "I love my country. Yeah, ne- I'm a big patriot. Yeah, never leave any American behind. It's yeah, like, America except, first. Except it's that like, well, you that know like. that she's an American. Yeah, I know. Right? I know. Like, I I never understood. It's How? bizarre. It's I understand bizarre. that Paul Whelan was there first and that theoretically we should get him back first, but they just weren't going to do that apparently. I don't know. I wasn't there for the negotiations, so I have a hard time criticizing it. Right. But I do know that it should be, everyone should agree that we shouldn't leave Americans to rot in countries that are fucked. I saw people online from our area say she did the crime, she should do the time, they should have left her there to rot. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy to me. That's what happens when you move the Overton window. It's moving further and further to the right. And that was totally okay for that person to say. And I think it needs. we need to, on the left, to be able to start saying, fucking Nick Fuentes is a Nazi. He's a shitty Nazi. Mm-hmm. We need to say Alex Jones isn't a Nazi, but he's a shithead. Yeah, he's a total POS. He's a piece of shit. But he's not a Nazi. Of all the things, he isn't actually that. It's no, weird. he's not a Nazi. And it's because he has a personal thing. He talked about it a lot in the episode. Well, yeah, he gets all weepy about yeah. his grandpa. His grandparents, two of his grandpas almost died, and he almost doesn't exist because of Nazis. So he has a hard time being a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Now, he's given a lot of air to anti-Semitic ideas. He has plenty of, t- plenty of time to soften your anti-Semitism and sell it. 
Yeah. He'll do that. Yeah. But well, he's I not think, a Nazi. I mean, he tried to do that with Kanye. Yeah, I know. Like, all right, we can we can work with this, yes. but let's make it palatable. Because if you don't, then I really can't put up with it because blatant Nazi is not okay with Alex. Right. Which is pretty funny. Yeah, that's why he had it. to go use the bathroom. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we need to just start saying these people are fucking Nazis. They're not... They're not anti-Semitic. It's not that Ye is anti-Semitic. He's a fucking Nazi. Which is weird. Yeah. Let's not soften it. Let's 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 do our own moving of the Overton window. This guy's a fucking Nazi. Period. Yeah. And I think I know again, preaching on my high horse, I just had a lot to say about this week. So I guess what we you know what? If you're a lefty, if you're a lefty liberal listening to this. And you see these kinds of conversations happening online. Fucking call it out. Yeah, you're a fucking. This is Nazi shit. Call it shit. out. You know, call it talk. Call it what it is. Call a spade a spade. Yeah, this is Nazi shit, man. I don't know any other way to put it. And they know what they're doing, and it's fucking working. These people. I wanted to say this. There are people who openly say that they support fascism. Nick Fuentes calls himself a Christian fascist. That's you, wild to me. You have <laughs> people, wild. there are preachers running around this country saying, I support Christian fascism. I support Christian nationalism. These things are accepted now. These people will say they want blasphemy laws. Nick Fuentes, if he had it his way, would have blasphemy laws in America. So meaning you would get arrested for you something? You would get considered- canceled if you said something he doesn't like. Canceled or arrested? Both. Huh. Both. The, the people who hate cancel culture want to cancel you that's if you blaspheme. That's thing that's hypocritical oh, it's, about it's, them. But they are totally believe it. They Nick Fuentes says things like, if you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior, then you have no business being in any form of power. And that if he was in charge, you wouldn't be allowed to teach. You wouldn't be allowed to be a, be a doctor. You wouldn't be allowed to be a politician. You wouldn't be allowed to be a, own a business. If you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior, that includes every single Jew. That is interesting. Isn't that fucking crazy? It's literally the, again, it's the complete opposite of our Constitution. Yes. Which is something these, that they love. these same people uphold and as like the bee's knees. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because they want to change it. Yay talked about that a bit in his uh, conversation with Gavin that the, that. They do love the Constitution, but they want to change it to put blasphemy laws in there because they think the Founding Fathers got railroaded and didn't get to put the Christian fascism in there that they wanted. That is not true. I know. That's what they think. I didn't say it was true. The Founding Fathers, a lot of them were atheists. I know. They they don't believe that at all. They intentionally left out setting a religion for our country. No, that is not what they believe. They believe that all the Founding Fathers were Christians and wanted Christian fascism to be our religion. And that the Jews got in and fucked the Constitution and took that out of it. (laughs) And they want to repair it. That is so stupid. Yeah, so they have they have worked their way around that issue, that hypocrisy in their own minds. But yes, it's very blatant. Wow. Yeah. So if you're not, so it's like you're either the victim mm-hmm. in some way, mm-hmm. or you're you're in charge in another way. Yep. But if you if it doesn't go as planned, then you're back to being the victim again. Yes. It's very like they rewrite. Oh yeah, they'll work themselves up into knots over it because they have to justify it. I mean, like rewriting because the fundamental history. The fundamental belief is I should be in charge and get to say everything. It's a totalitarian belief, 
And they have to work themselves into crazy knots to justify that. It's very similar to what you see with Greg Locke and his beliefs in witches and things like that, where he mm-hmm. has to constantly twist his logic into knots to verify his fundamental beliefs. Alex does it a lot, too. Yeah. It's when you have when you have it's like Q people. That's how Q people end up going into these crazy rabbit holes right, of denial yeah. and conspiracy yeah. theory. Because if your fundamental belief is something like I should be in charge or all black people are bad or all Jews are bad. To justify that, you're going to have to jump through a lot of hoops. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of hoops to try to create the story, mm-hmm. the, the narrative to explain. And that's where all the crazy comes from. But they mm-hmm. can follow it because they need to justify that bottom belief uh, or else they have nothing. My goodness. Yeah. So all this has been building up on my chest. I got a bunch more to say about it. I'm sure I could ramble about it for days. But I just thought this week I really needed to get it all out there because it's my show. And uh, that's what I thought we should do. But I hope you enjoyed having hearing this conversation. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought this stuff needed to be said. Yeah. I needed to put it out there. Yeah, absolutely. Especially as far as like what to be on the lookout for mm-hmm. and actionable things that us lefties surfing the webs can do. Yeah, so I know this was a little bit freeform, but I had to get all this off my chest. I feel pretty good now. I feel cathartic. Yeah, it was that, a release. Yeah, well, I wanted to tell you all these things all week, and I didn't because I wanted your genuine reaction. All right. So this has kind of been weighing on me. been sitting there, yeah. and you're like, oh. I got to get this out. So <laughs> that explains a lot of it. If you want more about this particular topic, there's a show called Knowledge Fight. It is a podcast that's fantastic. They've got 750 episodes, and all they talk about is Alex Jones. And it's great. So if you need more Alex Jones, it's there. We're going to next week come back, and we'll be talking about something a little bit different. So get, be, I'm going to leave you in suspense for that one. But this was uh, this was our episode. Love, everybody. Thanks for listening. We've got a website, carolinasnowflakes.com. Got an email, carolinasnowflakes at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. Bye.